Okay. We just kind of let it happen. I'm recording. So, oh, so. watch out, Here we friends. Are. <laughs> Sometimes Nikki will just be talking, and she'll be uh, like, she'll just kind of look at me, and you can tell that she's realized that I'm recording. I'm recording. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that story is totally going I, in the podcast. It's great. So here's the thing. I don't, for some reason, I thought um, it would be more like, um, okay, there's the lights on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like in some studio, like, um, I'm going to date myself, WKRP in Cincinnati, or or, <laughs> or like news radio or something with yeah. Phil Hartman. And I thought like, oh, I'm going to know. And yeah, like no. Matt looks at me one day and he's like, dude, do you not know, like the hallmark of podcasting is like, you record it all. Like you hit record right when you start and went, I don't think I ever knew that. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then of course I'll go back months later and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to record stuff again that I didn't know I'm recording. And he's going nothing changed though right like i guess not you just think you're chatting no. yeah you just think you're chatting which is, is again the, that is unaware that is the beauty of it right like that's that's the cool thing about unaware it unaware of what's going on yeah yeah that's my mo <laughs> i love that yeah it's really fun Um, so we are uh, we're here today to um, well we're here today to podcast. We haven't podcasted in a we've, while. We've it's, kind it's of, been a little while. Yeah. Um, we've been a little bit uh, lazy, or I've been a little bit lazy about <laughs> I, it. I feel like there's been like a moratorium. There's been like we a spiritual a moratorium on on how we can get together, whether it's um, location difficulties, guest mm-hmm. difficulties. Um, um, the Holy Spirit's not swirling in the podcast area for us, you know, different areas of our life, but kind of getting a clear signal that, mm, yeah, not today, kids. My spiritual director told me the other day that I needed a season of rest, and I was like, mm. I don't like a season of rest. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, then that happened to us too, so that's a good thing. Yeah. There's a whole, I mean, like, there's a whole, like, episode in scripture we've talked about it, uh, you know, where Jesus says, come unto me and take a rest. And the disciples are like, no, but we cast out demons. He's like, yeah, I yeah. know. It's, that's come fine. Come back on this boat, kids. Yeah, yeah. And you will again someday. And you will but again. right now, we're going right, to rest. Right now, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. My kid's school does the seven habits pretty, uh-huh. like that's part of our curriculum type thing and it's embedded into the stuff. So I'm all about, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just there. Taking a rest. You're taking a Sharpening rest. Sharpening the saw. Yeah. Is that where I was going? Yeah. Sharpening the saw. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Self-care. <laughs> we've, we've talked about self-care quite a bit. Yeah, um, and and I, I think that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I th- well, but like like I don't know if this is what you're gonna say. Taking care but of business. Yeah, like spiritual <laughs> self care, like really committing to it is hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Well, and, well, and the bucket fillers. Maybe that's where I was going. I like love bucket me fillers. Bucket fillers uh-huh. are, you know, because working too hard, you're gonna you're gonna spill your bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, exactly. Pour back in. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, as I said, uh, we are podcasting right now, and so uh, if you heard a third voice, uh, it's Hello. our it's our good friend uh, <laughs> Megan Copeland. Um, uh, we've uh, known Megan. I met Megan through uh, the tech community. As yes, same, same, same. same. Yeah, we probably too. all met right around the same time. Right around huh? the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was ten years ago. Yeah. Right? Ten years is when ten years started. Now. Yeah. Okay. Can I do my my Megan my first. Oh gosh, um, Megan. Okay, at St. Thomas More, it was for um, a potluck meeting. So, uh, and you were given your talk. You were given like okay. your preview of your talk. And I sat. So I always think of myself since I'm from tech for over 20 years, like from my chi- childhood, my youth. Right. I think that I'm the peppiest tech person ever, <laughs> and I've got the market on joy for the Lord. You know, I was very close-minded, simple. <laughs> and then you come in, and it's like, holy smokes, <laughs> because you were just on fire. On I think fi- I was, and I was amazed. <laughs> no, and it was so good. It was so good, because your joy sparked joy in me, and I could see sparks, you yeah. know? Oh, that's fun. Yeah. For all the people. Sometimes I feel like I'm a little much for people, but, no. like, I can't handle it. Kendra says you can always tell when the Holy Spirit's moving in our, our room, because I start <laughs> jumping up and down. <laughs> She's like, there it is. There it is. That's right. That's right. It's like a, a tongue of fire descending, right? Like, so I, I first, so uh, Megan is the, um, 
what is what is your title at his beloved? I don't know. Yeah, I'm no. like one of the founders one of the f- and ooh, I don't know. Leaders. Yeah. <laughs> one of the founders, CEO, leaders, CFO, um, CFO. like like follower of the Holy Spirit. Mm, at, that's good. Uh, his his beloved missionary. of Texas. I'll take that. Yeah, missionary <laughs> um, at his beloved of Texas, which is a a ministry, an outreach ministry, really a spiritual outreach ministry mm-hmm. um, that you started, you helped found here uh, in the Austin area. Um, with really an emphasis on just getting people to Jesus, yeah. right? Just, encounter. Yeah, encounter, which is something that we've talked That's, about a lot. Yeah. Um, so we we have been fortunate enough to meet each other through tech and travel in a lot of the same circles, and um, it's been a real privilege for me to uh, play music at yeah. the, his beloved events and different things. Um, I first met you at a tech meeting for Tech 2, I think. Okay. Um, and you were pregnant. Uh-huh. And oh, wow. before... <laughs> Eli? Uh-huh. Wow. I, I drove to that meeting with Father Wade. Yeah. Um, or maybe I, maybe I met him there. Uh, and before we walked in, we were talking, before we walked in, he warned me about this woman <laughs> inside named Megan. That's hysterical. That was... That was... I don't think I even knew him very warning. well at that time. He, he, just, he just said you were very high energy. <laughs> And then I walked in and you were just like, like grinning from ear to ear and like so excited to meet everyone. And I've never, I've never been around you when you haven't been that way. That's so hysterical. It's, it's cool. Super High cool. energy pregnant woman bouncing around <laughs> telling people about Jesus. Exactly. That's pretty, that's pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah, it was cool. I love youth ministry yeah. and I don't get to do it as often as you do. So mm. whenever I get a chance to be in a place where the Holy Spirit is moving and I just get to be a big kid, mm. I'm like all in. It's yeah. my favorite thing. I feel like it's where I'm most alive. And I get Same. to be most myself. I don't have to, I don't have to hold myself back. I don't have to try to fit into some, like, I just get to be like who God made me to be. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so that's the only me y'all ever see is like yeah. the really all out there one. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I'm not like well, that all the time. <laughs> see, I feel like you deliver because I've never seen you not on fire. Well, it's because you mm-hmm. always see me in ministry and that's my favorite mm-hmm. place to be. All right. <laughs> so now the challenge will be fine, me. Megan, yeah. not in ministry, on the street, just... Yeah. The awkward me life. in the back of a, a room full of people that I don't know, and I'm like all quiet in the back, and I, I don't, don't know what to say. That. I don't believe it. <laughs> true. I'll it's have true. to see it. it okay. <laughs> all right. I feel like it doesn't happen for very long, though. I feel like maybe you, maybe someone's a stranger for like five minutes. Yeah. Before her you know, popcorn I don't like small pop. talk, though. No. Same. At all. Like, I don't, I don't do like it. conversations where you're, you know, 10, minutes, 10 seconds here and then move on to the next person. That really makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I want to like go deep and hear your whole story and, and who you love and how you love Jesus Same. and how he encountered you and all the things. That's the kind of environment that I feel like that's cool. comfortable in. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I should, I should tell our listeners if it sounds really echoey, like we're in a church, it's cause we are. And it's gorgeous. It's, it's, it's a, a beautiful space. We're in uh, the Alicia chapel here at St. Vincent de Paul because literally every other room on this campus is being used for something right now. Praise on a Thursday be, morning, right? which is very Praise cool. Be. Yeah, there's, there's a so lot. Many there's a lot going on. A lot of things yeah. happening. Um, but uh, what you're what you're saying about kind of that that desire to get to know people and to really connect with people is a little bit about kind of what we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. We usually talk about encounter anytime we have a guest on and how um, we ask our guests how they encounter Christ, how they yeah. encounter Christ in other people. Um, I went to mass this morning. The gospel reading uh, I thought was perfect for kind of. St- jump-starting that conversation, so I'm going to read that. Um, This is from um, the Gospel of John. This is John chapter 15, verses 9 through 11. Uh, So in John, um, the later, you know, last probably third of John, uh, Jesus is going on kind of this long goodbye tour. Everything Mm -hmm. that he is, um, all these profound things that he's saying, he's he's trying to get his disciples, I guess, and you and me, the reader, Mm -hmm. to kind of wrap their brains around the fact that... um, that the passion is going to happen. Jesus is going to die. He's going to resurrect, right? He's sort of alluding to all of these different things. And he says, he talks about love a lot and, and talks about what it really means to love and what it means to love from his unique perspective as God and man. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, anytime that we're talking about encounter, we've got to, um, that's gotta be on the table, right? What does God call us really call us to do? So, um, so this is that we can kind of talk about it and then I'd love to hear, uh, some of your story and yeah. how you how you encounter God. All right, uh, let's begin. This is John again, chapter fifteen, verses nine through eleven. Jesus said to his disciples, "As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you." 
and your joy might be complete. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> that is perfect for this. It's really good. So I think um, it's funny that you guys both mentioned those moments at tech where I'm like bouncing off the walls and just thrilled to be there. And, and there's a real reason why I have that excitement and that joy in that space. And it's because I know what it feels like to live without God. And I know what it feels like to live with him. And I know what it feels like to have my world wrecked in the best possible way Mm -hmm. and my whole life turned upside down. And I know that tech is a place where teens are, have a deep encounter Mm -hmm. with the Lord Mm -hmm. and the same with his beloved. Like that's always been my goal. And so in some ways I feel like the woman at the well who has just had this amazing life altering experience where he saw my shame and he saw my you know, my sin and my pain. And he said, you're worth more than that. And I love you for who you are and walk away from that shame and come follow me. And then he says, now don't tell anybody. Like, I'm not going to not tell anybody Mm -hmm. ever again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's never going to be because I can't hold it in. And, And she just runs down the mountain and wants everybody to know. And, and so that's just a very deep calling on my heart is I want people to experience him the way that I've experienced him. And sometimes it's to a fault on my part because I'm like, just be open to it. Like I want to like scream, yeah. sure. like sure. grab people and shake them. Sure. And I have to calm down because that's not, <laughs> not, not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, so that's just the big mission on my heart. Um, so I know what it feels like to be very lost, very, um, I, I wasn't raised in any kind of faith and not true. I was raised kind of sort of Methodist-ish, mm-hmm. but we didn't really... <laughs> I mean, like my parents met at the church and all my gotcha. family went to the same church. Participated we, there yeah, or, or showed up. Yeah, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> like once a month, maybe. Okay. Uh, Christmas and Easter kind of thing. And my mom is as sweet as can be, but she didn't have the faith to pass on to me. So there was only so much she could give. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was pretty much just raised by the world. Um, a lot of chaos and drama in my family um, when I was in high school and um and that had me turn towards things that were not good for me. Um, a lot of sin, a lot of shame, a lot of heartache. And, um, and I just didn't have anyone to, to kind of turn me the other direction. And it's funny, though, the way the Lord pursues us. Mm-hmm. Because looking back, I can see where he was chasing me down. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just wasn't ready to turn around. Um, And I I always say to teens, like, I feel like the Lord is just standing right over your shoulder, just waiting Mm -hmm. and saying, Mm -hmm. like, I'm so ready. Mm -hmm. I'm so ready to receive you, um, but that we don't turn around. And all we have to do is just, like, turn an inch, and he just runs the rest of the way. And so that was me. Um, I had a little glimpse of the Holy Spirit in high school at Young Life Camp, and probably one of the best weeks of my entire life is just living in, in the Holy Spirit. And then went to college and completely forgot and fell off the bandwagon and had some really, um, you know, dangerous times in in college. Like I wonder, sometimes I think it's a miracle. I survived it, you know, um, how on earth are we still alive? Kind of Mm, (laughs) mindset. And, um, and then I met my husband who was, you know, raised Catholic, but I never saw him walk into a Catholic church our whole mm-hmm. dating. He always told his mom he was going, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm, I don't know what the, I don't know what the church looks like in San Marcos because I've never been there. Um, and, uh, it, but he had this like deep love for the faith that he was raised in, even if he wasn't really practicing it. If that makes okay. Sense. Seeds were planted. Seeds were planted yeah. and they were some deep roots. Like yeah. he really did have a, a reason for, for loving it, even though he didn't fully understand it. And, um, and I loved that. Like I wanted something to hold, I wanted something to believe in. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I was in that phase of just searching where I needed something and, and the world was not fulfilling that deep longing in my heart. And Chad was an awesome guy and he did great in school. And, and so he really kind of got me on the right path in a lot of ways. Um, and then we got married and we got married in the Catholic church. And at the time I hated that. I thought that was the worst idea on on the planet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wanted to get married in Dallas with my people and I didn't understand. I didn't understand why we had to kneel and stand and sit. Um, And, um, I always laugh that like, if you watch our wedding video, I, so the, the camera's like on my face. And they have us kneeling in front of the altar. And I look 
so bored. I'm like, oh, I have wow. no idea. What, and I'm right in front of like <laughs> wow. the consecration, yeah. sure. kneeling. Yeah. But I just didn't know. It's like a, it's like a front row ticket to a band you don't like yet. I, d- to a band, I don't even know not he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even cool. know he's there. Yeah. 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 You know. And now yeah. I see these beautiful weddings of like these deeply Catholic. Um, people like on the internet and stuff. And I'm like, if I could go back, like, can I do it again? Can mm-hmm. I have yeah. that front row again to my own wedding and yeah. to, you know, the consecration and the Lord coming to us. And I even saw a wedding the other day on um, Instagram where the entire wedding party went to adoration together before the ceremony. And they had all the little brides or the flower girls sitting in front of Jesus. Uh. And I was like, that's how I should have had yeah. my wedding. That's cool. That's cool. That's, that's cool. really cool. But I didn't get it. Like that's I just, really cool. I really didn't understand, but I do believe that there was some, very deep graces that flowed from that sacramental marriage. Mm-hmm. And I believe that those graces are what allowed me to finally say yes to him. Um, that pursuing, that constant pursuing. And so we, you know, got married and the first couple of years of marriage were hard and I was angry and I was just not a happy person. Like the joyful person that you know now was not who I was mm-hmm. um, almost 20 years ago. <laughs> Man world. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it was just life was hard and I didn't understand why. And a friend of mine went through a full conversion, like kind of overnight. Um, she fell in love with Jesus and it changed who she was. It changed her, um, her interests. Uh, she used to be in the bars all the time. And then all of a sudden had this just like 180. And I said, I don't know what she has, but I want it. Like, how do I get some of that? And, um, and then I went to chirp a couple of weeks later oh, and wow. the Lord just knocked me off my feet. Yeah. That's Divine cool. Timing. That's cool. Yeah. To see that little glimpse from your friend. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I knew, I knew it was from the Lord, but I didn't know how to get to that point. Mm. Like, how do I go from where I am to where she is? Felt like too big of a leap. Well, I just, I didn't, I was so unaware of everything. I didn't know how oh. to read scripture. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know anything. And so I would pray the jars of clay song over and over. <gasps> I want to fall in love with you. Oh, I want to fall in I love, love that. Nice. That's all I knew. I didn't nice. know what else to say except for yeah. Lord, I want to fall in love with you. And then he just like flooded my soul in, in the most intimate way possible and took me on this journey of like learning theology and learning the faith. And, and it's funny because even now I realize he's been like walking me down these roads of deep theology that I didn't even know were a thing. Mm. It's just been this relationship that he and I have had yeah. over the last few years. So yeah, I want everybody to experience that. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. I think the, uh, what I want for our listeners to hear is just that um, he's pursuing you. You're aware of that, but you also were open mm. to his gaze. Yeah. And, and you know, that's kind of when things turned around for you is when you were aware of, I've, I've got something that I can participate in here. And you let him lead, like, yeah. you know, in a beautiful dance, you let him lead, mm. but you were willing to participate in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it took time, I think, to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And then I was all in. Yeah. yeah. Like there was no turning back at that point. Like I wanted more and more and more and more of whatever God had to offer. It's it's cool. It's cool what you say about your your marriage and maybe uh, or your 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 wedding, right? Mm-hmm. So this the, the sac- going into the, the sacrament of marriage, um, and maybe that in the in the moment not really registering with you. Yeah. Like it it didn't it didn't really have that sort of you know. Um, sort of emotional effect at the time, but that that grace was still yeah. there and it was still a gift for you. And it mm-hmm. was still something that whether you, you knew it or not, you were carrying mm-hmm. with you right. forward. Right. And then to be able to kind of unpack that, I, th- I think that that's something that we, um, you know, as human beings, we just, we, we kind of lose that perspective. Sometimes we, we, we lose that, um, uh, or, or it's, it's difficult for us, I guess, to, 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 wrap our minds around the fact that, you know, when God gives us something, it's, it's permanent. Mm-hmm. And, and because he's God and because he can, you know, when we're ready for those things to kind of bloom in our lives, mm-hmm. they, they do. Right. And that's, that's something that I think a lot of, I mean, it's definitely something that I can relate to different mm-hmm. times in my life, you know, knowing that God was right there, but not really being able to see him or like to really appreciate it. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, to, to kind of come full circle or to, to have, you know, a, some kind of conversion moment or a series of conversion moments where you go, oh, that this is what God has been trying to, yeah. to get into my brain for so long or get into mm-hmm. my heart for so long. Um, that's a that's a really, really wonderful thing. I, I, I wonder, though, were there, were there, you know, to hear you kind of talk about that, were there times in that process when um, 
when you were afraid of God? Was that a thing that 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 happened, or or, or maybe afraid of like God's effects on your life? Right? Yeah, mm. I was afraid to surrender. Mm-hmm. I think um, there was a, definitely a fear, kind of like a two steps forward, five steps mm. back kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, but I'm not ready to let go of the friends that I have. I'm not ready to let go of this lifestyle. I don't know what that would look like. And and there was even like in college, an RA that really pursued me, bless her heart. I wish I could go back to her and be like, hey, Aww. I'm a Christian now. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got there. It just yeah. took me a while, yeah. but I got there. Because um, she so de- dearly just wanted to love me where I was and invite me into Bible study. And you could tell she she saw this broken little girl and was like, can I just help her? Yeah. And um, yeah, but I wasn't ready in that moment. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny too is um, as a youth leader, you know, you probably relate to this. A while back on Facebook, one of the Young Life leaders was on there and they tagged me in something. And I was like, they remember me from 20 years ago? And then I'm like, of course they remember me. I was that wild kid that they were like, thank God she's in church. You know what I mean? They were like, yeah. we got her. She's, yeah. The Lord is speaking to her heart. And now as like a youth minister, I'm like, oh yeah, I would never forget those kids that mm-hmm. where you see the conversion happen mm-hmm. in them. But it was like, I would run towards him and then I would just get scared. So it wasn't until that moment with Chirp that I was really able to surrender Mm -hmm. and know that what I was surrendering to was better than anything I had before. Yeah. 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 That's probably the hardest step, right? Like (laughs) just trust. And I think that was part of what made my journey so fruitful is I trusted him. I had a very deep trust that the Lord had the right plan for me and he had he knew my heart. I think I felt very early on what it meant to be deeply loved by him. And so I never doubted that mm-hmm. he had my best interest at heart and and I trusted. And Chad would say, Oh, it's easy for you to trust because you know you don't have to have the weight on the world of the world on your shoulders like I do. And I'm like, well, no, it's really not that easy to trust. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Right. It's, it's hard for all of us. And everybody kind of feels that weight in their own from their own perspective, right? Yeah. In their own yeah. place. Different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Like as a mom, I'm sure, you know, because yeah. my husband and I have similar uh, conversations yeah. with, you know, because he bears the weight, you know, financially right. and, and all these other ways and for our family meant. of six. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, like uh, the kids and they're growing up in their, their life with the Lord as yeah. well as their life in the world and what that looks like. I feel the weight of that every minute of every day. Right. Mm-hmm. You bear all of that. And, and also part of the story too, is that, um, I had this amazing conversion and everything was wonderful and life was perfect. And I felt this like puppy dogs and rainbows. And then, um, some really deep tragedy struck our family. Mm-hmm. My brother died of leukemia. My, um, kids were diagnosed with a really severe, um, disease that no one knew what it was. And it completely turned our lives upside down. My daughter changed overnight and became aggressive and angry and, um, full of anxiety. And then my son did the same thing. And throughout that whole process, I just really learned like, that was my deepest prayer. Mm -hmm. That was my deepest encounter with the Lord was during that suffering. Mm -hmm. And it took me from a place of, okay, life is wonderful. God is great. He will always give us wonderful things to like, what happens when, when things get hard mm-hmm. yeah. and, and I know him deeper in those places of suffering than I ever could in a place of consolation. Mm-hmm. Like that is where I hear him the most. It's where I feel his presence the most. And that's where I feel like I learned the most was in those, those deep places of suffering. And I don't think I would, I'm not one of those people that's like, I would do it all over again if I could, right. <laughs> but I do feel like it has been, it, it's, it's changed my heart in ways that I it wouldn't have happened otherwise. I don't mm-hmm. think the, the, the scripture that we read, I mean, it's, you know, as the father loves me. So I also love you remain in my love. It feels like a Hallmark card, right? Like you could kind of, you could kind of break it down into these really small little, um, little bites of just, it's just very, um, happy and joyful and loving. It's right in the middle again of this, you know, this time in Christ's life where, he knows that he's going to die. He knows that his friends are going to betray him. He knows that there's this, this really tough stuff, this suffering, you know, right around the corner and his friends don't get it. Right. And, and he, so he's kind of on an Island, right. Having to explain this and kind of hold their hands through this thing that is really difficult for him. Right. There's not really anybody there to hold his hand through it. And so his, his, uh, his example of saying, look, 
trust is all you have. Like mm-hmm. this is what this is what you have. You have my love. Remain in my love. That's what that's really what he's saying here. Is this is what you got. And and if you don't, you know, if you if you the only way that you're going to be happy and fulfilled and 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 really um, get through this, right? Get through this spiritually, emotionally, whatever, is by is by letting go. Yeah. Is by is by saying yes to kind of you know, the, 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 the father's love, right. In a, yeah. in a very, very real way. And I think for a lot of, especially those of us that would consider ourselves on the fringes, ragamuffins, I think that's, um, I think that's the hardest part, right. It's, it's not necessarily, you know, a lot of people, you know, we get caught up with, you know, does God exist? Why did God let this bad thing happen? Right. Those, but those are questions that are kind of on the periphery of how do I let God love me? Yeah. Right. How do I let God in how do I really kind of open myself up to, to really trusting? Because, you know, that, that, that love sometimes is not tangible. Like you, I mean, you have to have faith. If it were tangible all the time, there were always warm fuzzies, then the faith part of it wouldn't be as important, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. But it's not. I mean, sometimes you go to the doctor's office with your kid and you get bad news yeah. and you just have to believe that God is going to is going to take care of it. Yeah, for yeah. years and years. And this morning I was um, doing imaginative prayer. It's my new favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I don't do it very often because it kind of takes some time, but um, it's like Ignatian spirituality and you walk through um, a scripture story and put yourself in the scripture and you kind of pray about like, where does God want me to be in the scripture? Who am I? What is my viewpoint kind of thing? And I love to tell scripture stories from that vantage point anyways. So this, I think was probably a natural natural progression for me to start praying like this. But so I was praying with the story of Lazarus in the tomb and, um, and it just really got me thinking today about there's, there was a couple of things that stood out to me. I was Mary, Lazarus's sister. I was going to ask you, who are you? Yeah. Sometimes I'm like a bystander. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know. So I was Mary, Lazarus's sister, which I love Mary. So I'll Mm -hmm. be, that's who I would be. (laughs) But I, um, there was just like a couple of moments there. One was the deep friendship Mm -hmm. between Mary and Martha and Lazarus and Jesus and the way that they loved each other. Mm -hmm. And this kind of like, I just picture them like laughing and joking. And I always say that like Jesus has jokes, like he makes me laugh Mm -hmm. and I'll just start like laughing hysterically in the middle of adoration. And it's not funny to anyone else but me because he's like said some little joke in my ear. And so like, I just pictured that that would have been their friendship. That would have been how they were. And then when they come to the tomb, he has this deep sadness for them, yeah. this deep heartache. And, and it just kind of reminded me of those times in my life when I, I call them my bathroom floor moments, mm-hmm. the times when I was on the bathroom floor and I couldn't get myself up off the floor because life was so hard outside that door. And that's where he is the closest mm-hmm. because his heart is so intertwined in our hearts that he weeps deeply mm-hmm. when he sees us suffering. And so, you know, to answer your question about like, why does God let these things happen? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that he is with us every step of the way and walking us through it mm-hmm. and allowing our hearts a place to rest mm-hmm. in those moments mm-hmm. and strengthening us and giving us hope for the future and reminding us that this will pass at some point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, I don't know, it was just kind of my, my realization this morning. And, and it was a journey that I went on with my kids. Um, he, it's a beautiful story of grace and healing that he healed my kids. And I, I call it my miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, through the intercession of our lady of Fatima in the year 2017, they were diagnosed and, um, and that grace has allowed me to follow, to, to go through hard things after that, mm-hmm. because once we've experienced him walking through these things with us, then we know like you did it before and, and you can do it again. Fortified. You can do it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. trust is fortified. Yeah. And, yeah. and so then the next time something hard comes up, it's like, okay, it's still going to rock me. It's still going to shake me. It's still going to feel like a roller coaster. Yeah. But I, my foundation is still firm because I know who he is and what he's done in the past and what he'll do again. Yeah. I think it, it comes back to that, um, in our weakness, he's strong. Mm. And it's like, he, he just gets to shine and showcase when we're at our lowest because, you know, he's filling up the space with his goodness Yeah, and it hurts. And I don't want to go there. You know, it's like, even though I know and I trust in him, I don't want to experience, I hate roller coasters. And it's like, even though I know that I will come out on the other side, okay. And safe and well with you, 
I don't like the feeling of my stomach dropping. I don't either. Yeah. I don't yeah. like the uncertainty yeah. of how fast it's going to go. I don't like all that. Yeah. But if we were strong all the time, we wouldn't have any we wouldn't need have for him. Need for him. Yeah. yeah we, I mean, we wouldn't notice him at all. Yeah. yeah. Right. We like, would just live our lives. Yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of people that do. Yeah. And they don't even realize they're missing out yeah. on this, the most beautiful relationship they could ever dream mm. of because yeah. they're living in their own strength. Everyone in scripture who calls out Jesus's name, who calls out Lord, Lord. I mean, I can't think of anyone that's just like calling out his name to say, hey, I love you. I mean, other than John the Baptist, right? John the Baptist is really the only one that's like, that guy over there, that's the Mm. son of God. Everyone else is like, hey, I need something. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm hurting. Hey, I, you know, help me, you know, heal me. Right. Or if I could just, you know, touch the hem, the hem of his garment, which is beautiful. It's beautiful and wonderful. But when we, when we wonder like, why does that stuff happen? Why, why is the world, you know, Mm. such a painful place sometimes, you know, it's like, well, would we notice God, would we notice goodness if we, you know, if we didn't have those experiences in our lives? And, uh, you know, Thomas Aquinas said a long time ago, goodness can exist on its own, right? Mm -hmm. So we know that that God is is there, goodness is there. Um, But I think sometimes we, you know, that, that, suffering almost acts as a barometer like mm-hmm. like okay yeah. i i've had enough suffering to realize that i really really need help mm-hmm. right i i can't be my own doctor mm-hmm. right like i can't prescribe my own meds or whatever um it's the same in our our spiritual life that you know the same in our in our families that we do need you know god to to not necessarily remind us of how fragile we are but to remind us of how valuable we are and to take care of us again, yeah. like, like letting God love us becomes, becomes a really, really difficult thing. Um, and for some reason it's, it's, um, you know, the, the other, the other, the other thing that this kind of brings me to is like, once I'm through that period of suffering, uh, I, it's easy for me to like go, well, that's over. And then I forget about God for mm-hmm. how, until I'm suffering again. Right. right? I do that yeah. too. Yeah. I do yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. And I write it down all these, you know, heartaches, I, I pour my heart out to him. And, and that was the other thing with the Lazarus story is the way Martha pours, pours her heart out. And she like yelled at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus, where you were the here. heck were you? Why weren't you here? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of this relationship. Like the this lament. beauty of the relationship is being able to do that. And so I'll go back and read those like heart wrenching, pour my heart out scripture or um, journal entries and then go, but look how far he's brought me. Mm. Look where I am now versus where I was. Like he's taken me so far. And if he can do this, then he can do it again. And yeah. I can trust in that. But yeah, I tend to like fall off in between. I'm like, oh, life is good. I don't need to pray anymore. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> I forget all about it. That's how, okay. So as a ragamuffin myself, I feel like when I hear your testimonies, I'm, it, it scares me in a sense of <laughs> if, I, if I love and um, seek him and he pursues me, am I setting myself up mm. for, for deep valleys? Oh, girl. Right? That's, that's, a, um, that's something I've struggled with a lot in the last 12 months, I would say, um, because... Because we've been through a lot. I know. And as an outsider, I see it. So it's like, yeah. uh, But is it just because you're talking about it? Whereas I'm not journaling and I'm not spreading my story. And if I did some deep reflection, I don't know. Ours was pretty bad. Um, After my daughters got better, my husband got incredibly sick. Right. (laughs) And, and, And a year ago, you know, I saw a post from a year ago that I had just had surgery. Both my kids had broken legs. My husband couldn't walk and he had just gotten better from this illness. And that's just been the the boom, boom, boom that we've dealt with. Um, but I will tell you, um, I think part of that is because I am actively telling my story all the time and the devil is scared of that. And he's trying to stop me. And I have struggled with that a little bit over the last year and, and come to the conclusion that I don't care. Good. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care what comes at me um, because this is worth it. And, and there was about six months ago um, where I wouldn't have said the same thing. Like I was scared and, yeah. and I had to renounce those fears and say, Lord, like I'm all yours. I would say, you guys asked me earlier about my prayer life. I would say 90% of my prayer is Jesus, whatever you want, I'm in. Like that is, that is my daily prayer is Lord, send me where you want to send me. I'll go where you want me to go. And with that comes, if that comes Mm. some trials, I know that God is bigger than anything that he could throw. And I know that he's still in control and that the gates of hell will not prevail. Mm. And it's, 
some days easier to say that than others. Yeah. Some days I'm like, this is terrible and we're all going to die. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to make it out alive. And even like when my daughter was sick, I could go back and forth between God is so strong and he's so great and he has this. And I would swing the opposite direction to everything's terrible and awful. My world's falling apart. Like in one day I could go back and forth yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. That's part of feeling feelings and experiencing pain, but just continuing to take the step forward and, yeah. and go. Well, I thank you for sharing, <laughs> sharing like you do, because it gives me strength and courage to do the same. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the whole reason I share, because if God was working these amazing miracles in my heart and I didn't tell anybody, then yeah. it would be for nothing. Like, yeah. and I get that not everybody's called to share everything. That is a calling that I have. And, and it, if it just affects one heart and one person can turn towards God because of something I've yeah. been through, then it's worth it. Yeah. And more than anything, I see the way people are opened up for encounter because they hear these stories yeah. of, of his goodness. And so come on, like yeah. it's worth it. You know, it is. So there's a, there's an Henri Nouwen quote. As you were talking, I was trying to find it. Uh, cause I, Henri? Henri. Are you uh, fancy? Yeah, he's I'm trying really to be. To me. He's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's Dutch he's or something. Wow. Um, I thought he was James French. is friends is with Dutch? Henri. I think he's, he's Dutch. Dutch. He's yeah. Dutch, yeah. Um, uh, I, I knew that I would butcher this and I was, I was correct. So I'm glad that I looked <laughs> it up. Um, but he, uh, he, he talks about, um, he talks about suffering a lot. He talks about intimacy a lot, which is mm. really kind of, and, yeah. and where those things meet. Right. right. Um, and he has this great quote, our efforts to disconnect ourselves from our own suffering end up disconnecting us, disconnecting our suffering from God's suffering for us. The way out of our loss and hurt is in and through. Mm. Esther always says you have to walk through the cross. Yeah. Our friend, you have our to friend, take your pains our through friend the cross. Esther, Esther Coswell. Who, yeah. Yeah. She's, she spends her life walking through suffering with people. With and she people. says that that is her whole role as this missionary is to help people walk their sufferings to the cross so, and through the cross. So much of what, so, so so many of the, you know, going back to our, our, the roots of our friendship at tech, so much of what I know I've experienced in watching other people's conversions or other people's encounters uh, in tech or chirp or acts, things like that. Usually the folks that, that, come in and they've they've got this suffering to share they might not know it they might right. not realize that that's what they're there to do over that weekend or over that four days or whatever it is but when they're willing to to go okay like god is calling me to walk through this and i've never walked through it before i don't particularly want to walk through it i wasn't planning on walking through it yeah. but like you're saying god okay whatever's even if it's just a momentary yes, like just just for a split second, you know, the, the power of the Holy Spirit to take that split second and, and really magnify it when we say yes to embracing that suffering mm-hmm. um, is is not only powerful in our own lives, but it has this this really intense ripple effect. Yeah. Right. And and so we see and and I know Nikki and I have talked about it, we've seen that, you know, through your ministry, that just your willingness to to get up in front of people and to tell people, hey, yeah, sometimes life is really hard. And yeah. really hard in the laying on the bathroom floor kind of way, mm-hmm. and it's not you know um, you know the, your 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 life with Jesus, your life with God is not sort of this Instagram filtered you know um, um, idea of what life is supposed to be. Yeah. It's the fact that you're giving him all of the stuff, and sometimes mm-hmm. all the stuff that you give him in a certain day is all negative. Sometimes it's all painful. Sometimes it's all suffering, right? And and I think for a lot of us that maybe spend a little bit of time feeling like we're not really connected to God and, and everybody goes through that. But, but maybe, you know, maybe if you're listening, you're kind of wondering when this moment is going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a really valuable lesson in, 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 in Martha and Mary in realizing like they, they had time with Jesus face to face in the yeah. flesh. Like yeah. they got to know him and they still had these moments where they were angry with him. They still had yeah. these moments where he was, frustrating. They still had these moments where they didn't understand him, right? But they, the, the thing that they did right was they allowed him again to, to love them in his way, on his terms. Mm-hmm. And until we kind of are willing to cross that, cross that threshold, I, I, th- I think that's where a lot of us hesitate. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm again, really, um, you know, it's, it's a really wonderful thing to see, uh, at, you know, at a, his beloved event when 
you, know, you, you, you get up and share, Kendra gets up and shares, and you just kind of see this ripple effect of everybody going, oh, you too. Me? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, too. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's such a such a profound thing. And and my story is a very specific. Like most people don't have husbands whose um, body turns their you know carbs into alcohol, <laughs> like that guy do. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because they have something that is their mm-hmm. me too. Mm-hmm. It's something different that has caused them pain or that they've been holding onto or feeling like they they don't fit in in this church environment because they're broken. Like there's something they're yeah. holding, mm-hmm. and they're able to like take a deep breath yeah. and exhale and release and give to the Lord in that moment. And I had a thought of when you were just talking, you said, if some of you are waiting for this, mm-hmm. you're waiting, like waiting for this encounter or waiting for this intimacy with the Lord. And why isn't it coming to me? Recently, I just came to this conclusion that if you are waiting for something from the Lord, like an answer to a question or Just ask him. Just ask him. Mm. Just ask him. Like sometimes we make it so complicated Mm -hmm. and then we end up like (laughs) praying ourselves in circles. Torturing ourselves. You know, all these novenas, all these, like just sit at his feet in adoration and say, Lord, all I want is you Mm -hmm. and I'm ready Mm -hmm. and my heart is open and I desire you. I desire intimacy with you and he'll do the rest. Mm -hmm. Like it's all you have to do is just be in his presence and surrender your heart to him. And I think that's what my, I want to fall in love with you prayer did for me long ago, even though I didn't realize at the time what was going on, but just asking for that intimacy, asking to hear his voice. Cause that's the other thing I hear a lot of is how do I know what he sounds like? How do I hear him? Um, Ask to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. Lord, I want to hear from you and then look for him Mm -hmm. because I guarantee you, he's trying to speak to your heart. We just don't always see it. That's the thing. uh, Yeah. Again, again, and again, the beautiful thing about, about Martha, she went to Jesus. She was like, Hey man, where were you? Yeah. Right. Like like it's a very personal, intimate conversation Mm -hmm. with Christ. Um, my, my spirit, I've told Nikki this, my spiritual director about a year ago, you know, I was having that you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like God's not there. I don't know what he wants me to do. And, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And my spiritual director was like, did you, have you asked him? Like, <laughs> have you asked him? Like, How about that, try this? Has have that been you a asked him? And literally my, my homework for like, like a solid two months <laughs> with Father Albert was, you know, God, what do you want me to do today? That was my prayer. He's like, if you don't pray anything else, don't yeah. pray anything else. Just pray that. God, what do you Keep want me to simple, do today? Yeah. And the thing was, once I learned kind of, you know, like you're describing to kind of tune into that. There was, mm-hmm. there was plenty. Yeah. There was so, there was an, uh, you know, my cup overflows, mm-hmm. right. With what he wants me to do today. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, um, it's a really, I think, I think some of that is pride. I, I do think that you're right though. Like we want things to be, you know, complicated. We want things, <laughs> we want solutions to come the way that the problems showed up, yeah. right. Just, just kind of boom, 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 one right after the other. We want the solutions to be there. Yeah. And Jesus is like, no, this is a relationship, man. I'm not, you know, I'm, you don't pull up to like a Jesus drive through and get right, whatever you want right. and move on, right? It doesn't, it doesn't it's consistency and it's persistency and it's wax on, wax off. It's yeah. wax on, yeah. wax off. What does this even mean? It's asking the questions over and over, over and, and over again and just resting in that. Yeah. And then, and sometimes you hate the answers. Yeah. Sometimes you really do. And, and that's okay. And yeah. Jesus is like, Hey, uh, yeah, I love you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so much of that process is drawing towards intimacy. Because if it was just a drive-through where we just got answers so fast, then we wouldn't need that daily conversation with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But it's part of building those muscles of being able to pour our hearts out, to ask for his guidance, and listen for his guidance, and feel the consolation on our heart of, you know what, not yet, but I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you, and someday I'll give you that answer, but it's not quite yet. Not quite and, yet. And yeah. just that give and take that that goes on between us. I have a question for y'all. Okay. <laughs> I'm used to being the one asking wow, questions. Wow, she's turning <laughs> the tables. It. How do you hear the Lord? I'll go first. Silence. Okay. Um, I, I, I talk with him like a friend uh-huh. and I, I hear him in my prayers. Just, in your heart? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes he shows up in print and, and media and I know it's him. Yeah. But a lot of that comes from um, me communicating with him. Yeah. You know, that I trust that, I trust when it's him. Right. Talking and coming through. Yeah. And even if you're wrong, like even if you think, oh, that was something the Lord said to me, 
That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And he redirects me if I'm ever really off. You're still trying to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He redirects me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's not going to like change your life if you're wrong on one tiny little thing. Like, oh, I thought the Lord was really consoling my heart today Mm. and he wasn't. Oh, well. Like, keep going. Tomorrow we will. Yeah. 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 Um, I think for me, it's, uh, so I've, I've talked to both of you before. Like my, I feel like my biggest prayer struggle is praying by myself and Mm. having that, having that consistency, um, and, and just routine of, of praying, you know, by myself. Um, that's in most aspects of my life. Like I'm someone who really has to work at routine. If I want routine, I really have to, to work on it. It doesn't come naturally at all. Um, so I, I, connect to God the most, seek God the most, uh, in other people. So if I'm praying with other people, um, you know, when my, you know, like we had a, this past weekend, we had a middle school retreat, like two days where middle schoolers showed up and basically ate candy and ran around, (laughs) did some little prayer activities. Um, our, our high school leaders ran it. It was really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but seeing a light bulb moment for them Mm. is usually a sign that God is really unpacking something for me. Right. And, and so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be talking to them about something and something will just come out. And it's like, I've never thought of that before. And, yeah. and usually when that happens, that whatever that message was, that's for, that's for me. And, mm. and, you know, God is really trying to, trying to teach me something or, or direct me in some way. Um, also like the, you know, the consolation thing. So just kind of seeing him in daily life or, or, you know, feeling like something maybe that other people would think is just lucky or fortunate mm, right. is like, is like a blessing like I, I choose to think that those things are blessings. And sometimes I have to be intentional. Sometimes I, it's mm-hmm. like, man, today's not going very good, but the coffee I got was great, right? So <laughs> that's, that, you know, that's it. And that's what you find. Um, that's a big, that sort of gratitude and that sort of wanting, wanting to see God in that, you know, in, in everyday stuff, um, I think is a big key. Like if you're, if you, are you looking for him? Because mm-hmm. he, he's not going to bother you. I mean, he won't bother you. Like he, it's not like a... You know, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, be a solicitor at your door over and over and over again to annoy you, right? He, right. he doesn't really do that. At least to me, he doesn't. You know, he's always trying to get my attention and always trying to take that relationship further. But if I'm in a period where I'm like, hey, man, I don't want to talk to you right now. Mm. There's been a lot of times in my life when he's, he's like, okay, well, I'll be here when you're, when you're ready. I wait. You know, yeah. and and it's and it's just just it's this really beautiful, gentle, sort of waiting. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I wish he would like grab me and shake me. It seems yeah. like it'd be easier, right? But he, <laughs> he, he, he waits. You know? He waits. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a moment a few minutes ago. Um, I got here a little bit early and I wanted to go into adoration and there were some people inside the main part of the church. And so I was like, well, they're kind of talking. I don't want to be like the weirdo that comes and sits next to them. So, so instead, I was the weirdo who stood in the back of the church and just stared through the window. <laughs> I was like, if they turned around, they're going to be like, what is Megan doing back there? Because it was actually people I knew, which is nice. even more awkward. Nice. And, but just being near him, even though I was at the very back of the church and he's at the very front of the church in the tabernacle, and it's a large church. You're in his presence. I was though. in his presence. And I could feel just like this burning in my heart and peace and and love. And it was like this little interaction where I didn't really have to say much. I wasn't there like, Lord, I need X, Y, and Z. Or it was just a, a it's good to glance. see you today. Yeah, sure, yeah. It's good sure. to be here with you. And I just needed a few minutes to be with the one I love mm-hmm. and to be filled. And then I left with just like this joy in my heart of just having experienced him. Um, and I, I think to me, that's what, I, that's what I strive for in prayer is just this kind of like resting in this friendship of, Hey, I missed you. Mm -hmm. And I'm really bad about, about walking away for Mm -hmm. a week or two. And then I'm like, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. Why am I not spending Mm -hmm. this time with him in the mornings? Because I feel this like longing in my heart and this ache when I don't do it. And I start to get angry and frustrated. And then the minute that I'm back in that, I have like one little chair I sit in the minute I'm back in that chair. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. here we are again. Mm-hmm. And and I love you and I've missed you and I don't know why I haven't been spending this time with you. It's funny. I guess that's just part of human nature. It's that, what is that song? Um, I'm prone to wander. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so prone to wander. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then I come back and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. This is where I was meant to be all along. Yeah. There's a there's a, um, a very familiar feeling in retreat experiences or mission trip experiences that when that experience is over, you have to go back to quote the, the real world, the real right? World. And that's kind of what you, you just rolled your eyes when I said <laughs> that, right? And that's that, but that's what you hear. That's what you hear. Right. And, and it's, you hear that from some very holy people that like you're going to go back to the real world on Monday. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, 
you know, for the last several years, and I know I'm not the only one that thinks this, like every time I hear that, I cringe a little bit because it's like, no, that's, that's not really, you know, when I think of the real world, it's like, okay, what we're, what are we really made for? Like, what is our real purpose? And, and our real purpose is to know, love and serve God. And so Mm -hmm. when we put ourselves in that environment, it feels great. that's why retreats feel it's not just because you're not at work it's not just because you're making friends like that's part of it but that's almost kind of the packaging of it right it's really because you're having you're 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 allowing yourself yourself to be open to god's grace you can do that in your family Mm -hmm. you can do that going to work every day you can do that in your hobbies or you know when you're at the gym or whatever you can be present to god uh simply by doing what you're saying. Hey, I'm, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Hi, yeah. I, you know, I, I missed you. I haven't talked to you in a couple of days. I'm on the treadmill at the gym at 11 o'clock at night. Cause I'm trying to squeeze in a workout and I just realized yeah. that I haven't prayed. So I'm mm-hmm. going to pray for the next 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. And God, that's not just like, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you're not to me, you're not phoning it in at that point. That's not like a, like a, um, Oh, well, at least you did that. Like that's, pretty incredible in the in the world that we live in today absolutely yeah that God kind of takes that that place in your life yeah well and I think what what I keep hearing when you're speaking is there's a certain genuineness there Mm -hmm. and vulnerability Mm -hmm. and it's when we can get to a place of vulnerability and honesty with the Lord but also with the people around us Mm -hmm. like that's part of what makes tech such a beautiful environment is Mm -hmm. like there's no walls around people's hearts it's just like Let's let them all down and love mm-hmm. people for who they are. Yeah. And and that's the real world. Or it's mm-hmm. what it should be, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the same with our prayer life. Like when we get to a place where we can just be fully ourselves, mm-hmm. then we can rest in who he is and this intimacy flows. And but if we if we walk into it with I have to do X, Y, and Z and, and my heart is guarded and I only have five minutes and I better hurry up and get out of here, then we miss this beautiful opportunity yeah. to just be with the one who created yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. When you go to your, when you go to your therapist or you go to your doctor, you know, having walls up doesn't do you any good. Right. Right. And so when we, when we go into these, these moments with God, and if you're someone that's struggling with prayer, first of all, like join the club, like yeah. every, everybody. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, even, I mean, even great saints, mother Teresa, JP two, right. they wrote about these struggles with prayer. Um, both of y'all have talked to me about being, you know, being moms and it's like my, you know, my, parenthood is such a huge part of my life that, you know, it's not until I'm like all the kids are asleep and the husband's asleep and all that stuff that Mm -hmm. I really have the opportunity to even go, God, where were you today? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Or the headspace to even think about one more thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's such a, that's still such a beautiful thing. And so if you're out there and you're struggling in that, in that approach to God, good, good. Keep, keep saying yes. Yeah. And, and showing up, I think too, like, you know, I always think of God as the perfect parent. So it's like, you know, saving him for the end of the day doesn't feel like an afterthought. It feels like, you know, when, when my big kids are out at night and they come home and want to talk to me, hmm. I wouldn't turn that away for yeah. anything, you know? So going to God at the end of a day, kind of, I see the pieta. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to collapse into Mama Mary's arms. I want, I want the full embrace of the whole mm-hmm. Holy Family. And that's just, I mean, that's the little peaceful cocoon <laughs> that I, if I could stay there. So yeah, after mm-hmm. everybody's asleep, stay there as long as you can. I, I, I remember uh, I was working at, um, at another church and we had a, a deacon there, Deacon Ron Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really awesome guy. And um I don't remember who it was. It, it might have been someone on our core team or, or something that were kind of debating if it was okay to, like, if you if you pray the rosary at night, like, is it okay to, to fall, fall asleep? asleep. Like, is oh, that, yeah. Or is it, is it okay mm-hmm. to fall asleep in adoration, that kind of thing? And Deacon Ronnie, he was just kind of like, you know, sitting there thinking, you know, thinking about it. And then he just said, you know, I, I really think that, you know, you what's, what's better than like falling asleep in your father's arms? Like what's Mm -hmm. better than that? When you're a little kid, there's nothing better than that. Like if, if you are falling asleep in the real intimate, in this intimate moment with God, that's, that's wonderful sleep. Like you can't have better sleep than that. And then someone said, well, what about the rosary? Like, does it still count? Right. Like is someone, you know, does it still count? And he said, look, you're, nobody's got a scorecard. Yeah. yeah. And you're, and he said, and your, and your guardian angel is, is 
praying with you? Like was praying we'll before, was praying you. before you started mm-hmm. praying and praying during, and we'll pray after. Right? Yeah. Like so, don't 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 think of it like that. Well, and here's yeah. one thing: just across the board with prayer, there's no right or wrong. No. Right. There's no right. I hit the mark today or I didn't hit the mark. As long as you're going with a genuine heart to spend time with the Lord, and you fall asleep. Mm-hmm then you spent time with the Lord. And that is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in, am I doing it right? Am I checking all the boxes? And that's just a time to like surrender those fears and surrender those worries and say, Lord, I just want what you want for me. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that looks yeah. like, I yeah. want what you want for me. And I just want to be in this place with you. And I want to hear your heart and I want to love you. Yeah. Done. Like Done. that's, yeah. that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. When God, when God asks for our first fruits, he's not asking for a particular amount of something. He's saying, yeah. does, does this time and effort you're putting in, does it matter to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because if it, if it matters to you, then that means you're, you're, I mean, that, that guarantees your vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? That guarantees that you're putting some effort in. Yeah. Um, and, and he, he wants to kind of work in that fertile ground of our, of our hearts. He can't do that if we're, if we're saying no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, uh, um, I have, I have a, a question for you, uh, just a fun Catholic question, okay. uh, a couple of fun Catholic questions. We're, we're about Bye. out of time. I want to okay. ask you, um, a, a couple. So, um, patron saint, <laughs> who is your, who is your, if you, if you had to pick, I mean, and I'm going to exclude Mary from this conversation because okay. she's like, come on, you know, she's like, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's everybody. Uh, but if you have to pick one, say there's, there's some kind of crazy situation going on and you have to go to a saint. Um, Who's for the best prayer. you're taking yeah. with okay. you? Oh, goodness. Okay, so um, I love to tell saint stories. It's one of my favorite things is to tell saint stories to kids. And every time I start a saint story, I always say, this one's my favorite. <laughs> and they go, they're all your favorite. <laughs> so I have a lot of favorite. And um, I'm looking up at the wall right there, and I like everybody on that wall. Um, so I would say most recently, um, JP2. Okay. And it's funny because I wasn't Catholic when he died and we were married. Wow. Chad and I were married at that point and he was in um, California and he immediately left this big conference he was at and went to church because he wanted to be um, among Catholic people. And, and he was deeply saddened by it. And I was like, why is everybody so sad? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I really missed out on the opportunity to like know him when he was on this earth. Um, and so I think it took me a while. It wasn't until probably a year or two ago that I really fell in love with him and began to realize that so much of my ministry could never have happened if it wasn't for him. And I, I really kind of believe that maybe he's been behind us all along praying for us and cheering us on. That's cool. That's That's super cool. And, and that a lot of the fruits that have come from youth ministry and women's ministry and all the things that I've been a part of have been because of his intercession. That's Uh, awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I'm total goosebumpy right now. And man, if you want to fall in love with JP2, read, um, John Paul II and his five loves by Jason Evert. Mm -hmm. It is such a fun book. Have you ever read it? I have not. You will laugh. You will cry. You will just like, it's so fun because he loves him so much and he tells it in this narrative format of all these like times he escaped death and his story is just so much stinking fun. It is. It's awesome. It's so great. It's awesome. Um, your, do you have a, uh, a go-to adoration experience? Is there a time in adoration or maybe even in receiving communion that you just like, okay, so this is cool. This just happened. (laughs) I have a bajillion adoration experiences. That is my it's that's my bread and butter. I mean, that's the heart of his beloved, as you know, because James plays music for us is adoration um, and wanting people to experience the Lord in adoration. And so, but I was having this issue where I was like, and when, when he's processing in or we're kneeling, there's just beautiful reverence. And, and my heart is burning within me knowing that Jesus is present in this place, but I don't have that same feeling in mass. Mm-hmm. And so this year I did magnify 90 during mm-hmm. Lent And to be honest, I wasn't great at it, but I tried. And I kept thinking, I hope something fruitful comes out of this. And with the Eucharistic revival happening this year, my prayer was, Lord, I want to see you in mass the way I see you in adoration. I want to experience you in mass the way I experience you. So I felt like I'd like pretty much failed at Lent and I was doing a really bad job. And Holy Week, he said to me, hey, why don't you come to daily mass with me this week? And I was like, okay, I can do that. So I went to daily mass. And I was starting to have this like feeling like I should receive him on the tongue, but that scared the bejesus out of me. And I saw this picture today of like the awkward face you make when you receive Jesus. And it was like a cat with his tongue curled up. And I was like, that is me. Oh, that's totally me. And, and I 
was just was super awkward about it. And I was like starting to go receive him. And I kept like pulling myself back and like, no, no, I can't do it. And, and my daughter came back to me and she said, mom, at this church, you can receive Jesus on the tongue, which is adorable. Cause I think you can do that at all churches. But like in that moment, she didn't know that. And mm-hmm. she was so excited because she receives him on the tongue, even though I don't. And I said, I was actually just praying about whether or not I should do that. And she goes, you should go. I have faith in you. You can do it, mom. Oh. And so I went up and I received him on the tongue for the first time. And, and it was beautiful, like uh, life changing. And then I went again the next day and I went again the next day and I went to mass, um, basically every day, except for like Saturdays for about probably 17 or 18 days in a row. And it was glorious. And every time I would receive him, it was, there was this moment where it was like Jesus and persona Christi handing me his heart. Mm. And, And then I would have this moment when I would go back to my seat of like, it's so hard to put into words, but it was like deep intimacy of mm-hmm. like almost um, uh, a physical touch, yeah. like his body touching my body. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's super creepy and weird, yeah. but no. it was no, like this moment of, I know Jesus is alive in this Eucharist mm-hmm. and I know I get to receive my Lord today. That's cool. And now I, I want to go to mass. Yeah. <laughs> it's become this like fun excitement for me. And my little one even enjoys, she wants to go see Jesus and she oh. wants to walk up on the altar. And that's so, cool. yeah, it's just been this kind of fun way that he's been loving on me lately. That's great. Is through the that's, Eucharist. that's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. That's I think cool. too, a lot. It, it, does it feel weird? Because I feel like sometimes I'm, um, concerned because the people around me aren't so wowed and I feel like oh wait am I misreading something so I have this whole second guess second guess is this really happening I think this really happened this is really Jesus and then it's like but this person's looking at their phone and this person's doing this and I and I get I get distracted Mm -hmm. yeah and I want so desperately for everyone to see him like that Me and too. to experience him like that. I, need, I feel like I need, I need blinders most of the time. You know what? In That's, life. I veil mm. and it acts like I'm blinders. It kind of covers idea, the sides Megan. of your faces and it mm. keeps you really focused mm. on. I was at a, I was at a retreat once uh, with the CFRs, the Franciscan oh, friars. And one of the friars, I was helping lead um, like a guy's group, like high school age guys. And one of the, one of the teens asked, um, this Franciscan brother, like, why do you guys wear, wear a habit? Like, why do you have that hood? Mm-hmm. And he, he, we were indoors, so he didn't have it on. And then he put it on and you could only see the, like the bottom third of his face. Cause it kind of fell down. And he's uh-huh. like, he's like when the friars were, or, or, or I guess when the first monks, right. Mm-hmm. Were, um, being persecuted, being chased essentially out of Europe and out of Africa being killed, mm-hmm. um, by the Romans, uh, they would hide in caves. Right. And mm-hmm. so the, the tradition of the hood became this, your own little cave where wow. you, you are alone with God, wow. right? It's wow. your own little temple. And that's why they have this, you know, this really unique like veil that they, that they wear. Right. And, and I, 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 I just, I mean, I think that that is just such a powerful thing that if you kind of, if you, if you have the humility to look around and go, I am not focused on Jesus. And then yeah. boom, like you have yeah. this this way to, to tune in like that. Uh-huh. That's, that's just so cool. I have yeah, so much. And, so and veiling much. totally does that for me. Yeah. It's like, it keeps me in tune to what is happening and why I'm there and that I'm his bride. And mm. there's like a certain level of receiving his love when I wear it, if that makes mm. sense. Sure. I never have had a really good theology for why I veil and ways to explain it, but it's something about just, it's the intimacy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it is. I and feel you dress like I'm for where you're going to go. Yeah. Like you go to a pool, you wear a swimsuit. So, <laughs> you know, you go to church. It's, I think it's important to just to set the tone for what your expectations are yeah. mm-hmm. and you're expecting to meet him. I'm expecting to meet him. Yeah. I love that so much. And, and sometimes I have to remind myself mm-hmm. that this is my expectation today. And so now I'm kind of in this process where things are getting back to normal and I'm not able to go to mass all the time, but I still need to walk in every time with the expectation that I'm going to meet him. Like that's exactly what it is and keep my heart attuned to why I'm there. Even when there's kids, you know, throwing Cheerios at me and pulling on me and all the things. Like, Yeah. Especially when the kids are throwing Cheerios, <laughs> etc. I mean, they probably shouldn't be throwing Cheerios in church. Well, but you know. Know. It happens. Okay. It happens. It's okay. Yeah, it happens. Well, um, we have taken up way, way too much of your time. Thank you so much this for so uh, for allow, uh, just allowing us to kind of pick your brain and pick your heart a little bit, and and for sharing for your willingness to share. Um, with our, with us and with our ragamuffins as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Well, I have f- to say you two are like two of my favorite people in the entire world. Oh, well, so thank you. This thank is you. such thank a joy for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm saying, I'm thinking thank you for your yes to us, but also thank you for your yes to Jesus and for doing it 
out loud for the rest of the world to see because it makes a difference. It it's does. Fun. And you've it changed does. my last few years with your ministry because you've Same. allowed me yeah. to not only deepen my own faith, but then I get to share it with people with not a lot of pressure of doing yeah. a lot of the talking mm-hmm. and just showing up and having you and Kendra and Jesus take Aww. care of it all. That's wonderful. And it's been really, really a and blessing. And we also have, I don't think we said this earlier, we also have two podcasts. You yes, do. You do. Yeah. So I was just about to ask we you. We have um, His Beloved Catholic Podcast, which is intended for, I mean, we're kind of a women ministry, but men listen to it too. And we've done a series recently with a bunch of priests in Austin and they've like blown our minds every single time, which has been a lot of fun. And then we have a girls podcast called Girls Arise, a podcast for Catholic girls. And that is just me and Kendra just pouring our hearts out to girls, telling silly stories about ourselves when we were teenagers and scripture stories and just having a place for girls to deeply encounter the Lord um, and learn about identity and theology of the body Mm. and all the things that they desperately need. Thank you for that. Awesome. That's missing. Huh? Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's really, really cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, um, we, we need that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, like, you know, theology should not be over 90, 90% of the population's head. Like it just shouldn't. Yeah. Right? It right. should be, it should be something that we're really breaking down and hopefully articulating in ways that people really understand. So thank you for that. Yeah. It's really cool. Well, I think our main goal with that too, is just to share how much we love Jesus mm-hmm. and, and give them a little bit of encouragement and excitement mm-hmm. that like you can love him like yeah. we do too. Yeah. Like this is fully available for you too, to have yeah. the most beautiful relationship of your life. Awesome. So it's awesome. Fun. Well, we're going to pray uh, and we're going to uh, say bye so you can, um, you can get out of here. And okay. uh, we, uh, again, we really appreciate you coming. Thank you so much. Thank and you. um we will, I'm sure, see you again yeah. one day on either <laughs> our podcast so. or your podcast. Yeah. Or maybe we, we should do a remote, like His Beloved, <gasps> where we record it. Uh, that would be super cool. That'd be super somebody fun. Somebody would have to be like in charge of that. <laughs> like a, we the, need a sound We need like a sound person. guy. Sound person. <laughs> I mean, James leading the ship and me leading the front would can, go well. <laughs> I can call out Taylor Scholl right now. Hey, Taylor. Hey, hey Taylor. Come hey. join us. Yeah, and then you can also, you can also give a talk. Oh, that'd be great. Ooh, he's fantastic Taylor. at that. Oh, that'd be great. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Let's pray. In the name Let's of the pray. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who Lord art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Ragamuffins, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really, really appreciate all of your support and really appreciate you tuning in. This is not on the radio. Really appreciate you (laughs) downloading and listening. Um, Thank you for that. And uh, we will be back next week. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Whatever whatever the Holy Spirit wants, we'll do it. Sounds good. All right, everyone. Peace. Take care and God bless. Bye. The Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast and let us know your questions, comments, and thoughts by contacting Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. Just a little reminder. You are good. You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace.